Before this episode of the Ross Noble Podcast, a quick update on a few things happening with the Bad Producer Podcast Network. First of all, there's a new episode of Team Effort. Episode 58 with Ed Cavalli, Tony Martin, Ross Noble, and Ash Williams is available now wherever you listen to podcasts. Before Ash Williams called the I'm a Celebrity Jungle home, he spent a lot of time on Team Effort. And you can hear all of his stories there. Ed Cavalli has a new football podcast, Two Up Top with Cavalli and Rushton. It's the audio version of Ed and Max's A-League series. You can see them each week on the A-League website, aleague.com.au. Now, when Ash finishes in the jungle, he'll jump straight back into the ATP podcast, the Ash Tennis Podcast podcast. Ash has an incredible ability to remember tennis matches, including the gear worn by the players of each match. If you like tennis, if you like Ash, this is for you. Finally, Dilrook's Mad Stacks. It's our finance podcast. It's not really. It should not be considered proper financial advice. Rather, it's Dilrook Jayasinghe sharing the stories of where he went financially wrong so you can get financially right, if you know what I mean. Check out everything on the Bad Producer Podcast Network at badproducerproductions.com. That's enough from me. Now, Ross Noble, Ed Cavalli, and Ross Noble Podcast. Thank you to Skyclad there for alerting the internet to the arrival of this episode of the Ross Noble Podcast. Their mandolin picking so fast it could rival a chimp high on amphetamines, removing ticks from the back of an impatient monkey king. As always, I am joined by the hand of the monkey king. Mr. Ed Cavalli. Yeah, Happy New Year, my man. Oh, Happy New Year. Great to be here. And it's great to have the image of an amphetamine, as if they haven't tried that in a lab somewhere, by the way. Give that monkey some amphetamines. Let's see what he can do. Of course they have. The big the big amphetamine companies, they're out there. <laughs> the big, uh, well, do you remember, do you remember uh, Mary Chipperfield of uh, Chipperfield Circus? Do you remember her? Famous no. for uh, famous for abusing the monkeys in her charge. And, oh, uh, dear, oh dear. Yeah, and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if those monkeys had had access to uh, to the class ears, you know. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the thing, she was beating the monkeys. I don't want to you know, look. I'm never going to make light. No, I know. Never going to make light of animal cruelty. But all I'm saying is, if Mary Chipfield was like. She was prepared to hit the chimps yeah. and other things, terrible things. Yeah. All I'm saying is maybe they were doing three or four shows in a weekend. Yep. The chimps weren't, you know, the, the energy levels were dropping. I refuse to believe that there wasn't. Uh, look, I know this is probably hugely liable, but all I'm saying is certain disreputable circuses. Yep. Just to, just to you know, get the cast going, probably. <laughs> um, before we uh, before we crack, I've got a couple of things. Please. Uh I've got. I want to tell you about my exciting new idea for uh, twenty twenty. Go on then. And uh, oh no, I'll tell you that in a minute. I've got to do our. Uh, oh, please do this. The live read. So our presenting sponsor is. Go on. Who do you think it is? The Druid International Shopping Channel Disc. You th- you think it was this, but no. Huh? In fact, uh, yeah, it's it's actually today's show is brought to you by a subsidiary of Disc. Ooh. Yeah, we've mixed things up for uh, for twenty twenty one. Today's show is brought to you by Mystical Logisticals, the only company you need to sort out your mysterious transport problems. Mystical Logisticals are the number one choice for practitioners of ancient religions who need their paraphernalia at their fingertips, yes. no matter yes. where. The ceremony is taking place. Good. Need a last-minute replacement crystal for your staff of power? <laughs> Perhaps 
a wicker sarcophagus on a public holiday. Well, <laughs> Mystical Logisticals will deliver whatever you need in a fast, friendly, and above all, mysterious way. <laughs> Simply chant your needs into a hollowed-out tree which has been blessed by a pagan high priest in the name of the soil god and await the energy connection of one of our highly trained customer service team. Your request will be converted into an ethereal spiritual flow and allowed to travel through ancient ley lines where it will be dealt with by our 24-7 warehouse team. Once dispatched, your order will appear through a mysterious mist that hangs in the air around sacred sites of pagan significance. If it's logistical <laughs> and mystical, it's got to be mystical logisticals. Wow. Delivery times may vary depending on the mystical content of the delivery and the density of the fog. <laughs> so there we go. That's the uh, that's the sponsor wow. there. So if you've Thank got you so your... much. Um, you see what I mean? It's, uh, it's looking good, isn't it? There for the... <laughs> For the new for the new year um but no this is my uh, this is my fun item that i put together just before the uh the break right go on if I, if I just move to the side what do you think what do you think that is there? it looks like a roger federer mask on a spine uh like a medical spine thing yeah it could be roger federer or do you want to do you want to guess again uh he looks sort of frightening hugely frightening let me get him closer so you can have a good look Hang on. okay just take my head Gosh, this is hard it's like a spine that goes down into a pelvis the skeleton like you might see in a doctor's office he's brought it up to the camera let me headphones back in and back in. he's okay. coming back on with his headphones he's cut the eyes out there you go. i i i i honestly i'm applauding your craftsmanship but i I'm I'm blanking. Who is, is it? Neil Diamond. It's Christopher. Oh, Christopher. That's Christopher. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, it's a fun item for the kids, isn't it? It's a fun. <laughs> I don't think it's frightening for <laughs> the kids. Um, you know, I bought the uh, I bought a spine just before uh, before Christmas. Yeah. And I had the spine, and then uh, I had the Christopher mask, and I thought, hang on, I see an idea coming on here. Yeah. So I've put the um. I've put them on there to uh, to create a sort of a uh, Christopher spine creature. Now, when you when you showed it to the kids, yes. what did they say? Oh, I couldn't hear for the screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrifying, it is terrifying item. And of course, the lady in red's furious because you can't dance nah. with that. You know, she's dance she's dancing with me cheek to cheek. Well, he hasn't got cheeks anymore, and he's and the spine's hanging around all over the place. But it also, you know, because obviously I'm looking at it, I'm thinking this year, I don't know if the gigs are coming back this year. They're they're, they're all in place, but you know, we've had the flare up again. So I've I've not fully worked out what what the show is going to be called. But I'm, I quite like it as a um, just as a game show idea. You know, who's on the spine? Spine time. <laughs> You know? How do you choose the names for your shows? Oh, I just come up with uh, words that I quite like the sound of, and then I just, yeah, I just come up with one word, and then I just put stuff around it, you know? Right. But, uh, oh, no, this would be a segment in, because uh, as you know, I, I think I need to go into uh, mainstream game shows. That's what I'm looking Are at. Are you kidding? Because you know that's my great passion in life. Shut your face. You shut your face. I, I, it is my absolute, my dream in life. Yes. And this is not about, and this show isn't about me, but my dream in life is to get a game show on the television. No. Swear to God. Really? So hang on. So you've uh, so you've hosted all manner of uh, other types of show, mm. and I would have thought the game show would be uh, what. So why? What? What? What is it about the game show that you? Um... I love 
Well, what do you love about game shows? Let's start with you. Well, oh, look, I love a quiz, yeah. right? I think you have one of the best, not general knowledge sets. You have what I would call the best specifics knowledge sets where there are things, there's pockets of knowledge in the world yes. that you know as intimately as anyone I've, I've ever met. Yeah, but it's finding a show that that. I mean, obviously, I do like I do quite well on QI, obviously. Yeah, you do fantastically well on QI. That's sort of uh, <laughs> that's the general, uh, you know. We have to try and steer that around to stuff that you know, um, <laughs> yeah. and then um, and I'm actually I'm quite good at pointless. I'm quite good at that. Are you? I am, except for like I would say, pointless would be one of the best quizzes on telly, except for stri- strike it off the list because they. They do the anagrams round or the missing words. Yes, so, yes, yes. So you yes. know what I mean. So they'll have like, uh, so they'll have like four or six pictures, and then they'll have an anagram of what that thing is, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you have to say what it is. Now, my argument to that was just put the pictures. Don't, as a card carrying dyslexic person, don't start turning a general knowledge quiz into. I see what you mean. You see what I mean? Yeah, it changes what you're asking about. Yeah. It, it, it becomes more about, you're right, more about the letters and the filling in the gaps rather than the knowledge part. Exactly. And for that reason, I'm sorry, Pointless, but you're off the list. How do you not have a show that you've come up with? How does Ross Noble have not have a game show format? Well, as you know, I did come up with Ass Kicking Chicken. <laughs> I mean, that was a popular, that was a popular favourite. But I see all of these as like segments in a much, what I'd like to do, and I've, I've been thinking about this a lot, what I'd like to do is I'd like to do the ultimate game show. Whoa. So what you have is you have all the elements of every successful game show. So you have, so you have quiz, mm-hmm. but then you also have, because you've got, you know how basically like the, the modern day ones, you've got your, uh, like say tipping point, yep. right? Which uh, is basically answer a question and then that allows you to then go forward mm-hmm. and drop a thing mm-hmm. in a thing that knocks mm-hmm. the thing off to win the point. Exactly. So I think what, what the show needs to be is it needs to be uh, quiz questions. Mm-hmm. So you answer a quiz question and then that quiz question then allows you to do, like uh, Bullseye. Do you remember Bullseye? I don't think I saw Bullseye. What was Bullseye it was about? Dart, it, it was a darts quiz. Of course. So you've got, <laughs> so it was, right, super smashing great. It was Jim Bowen, super smashing great. Okay. And then uh, a cartoon bull would come in, <laughs> and if you got the question right, you go, <laughs> so bully. And then you would win, and this is what I loved about the uh the game shows of the 1980s, you would win. Uh, so whatever your prize money was, Jim Bowen would give you a silver tankard, right? A bendy bully, which was a sponge. Uh, it was a sponge figurine yep. of a bull, yep. like arms and legs, like yep. an anthropomorphic yep. bull yep. wearing a dart shirt. Yes. He would give you a tankard. He would give you the dart. He'd give you the bendy bully, which I used to have. I, I managed oh. to get one on eBay. I got a bendy bully. And then, um, and yeah. So anyway, the, and then he would count the cash out himself. <laughs> he'd go, he'd go, right. Join us after the break. Join us after the break. Well, I'm going to be, uh, well, I count out this money. 
and they'd get the money and he'd count it out and he'd say, right, you've had a great day. And and they'd they'd put the money in the tankard with the darts and the bendy bully and send them off, right? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And I think that's what, and then what, what I miss about the 80s game shows mm-hmm. is they would always say, like when the chase finished, chase is my favourite at the moment because it's yeah, just question, 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 just question. My favourite game show ever was one called 100%, where it was just people standing at uh, like at buzzers and they would just ask rapid fire questions what? for an hour. What? <laughs> and then kidding? it would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it would be just asking the questions and it would just go bzz, bzz, buzz in, multiple choice. And then uh, at the end it'd go... John's on 25%. Linda is on 15%. Oh, I see. And see what I mean? They'd have to, it was percent. Yeah, so it's whoever got the most out of 100. But it was just question, 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 question. It was fantastic. Oh, 1998. Uh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Episode one. I love it. Absolutely. It's on YouTube. It. We should, we'll, we'll put up a link to it. I'm going to watch it because, yeah, I love finding a new game show. It's one of my, oh. uh, it's, so keep going. It's, this is, I can't wait to watch this. Great. Have you ever come across Challenge TV? Not University Challenge. No, no. Uh, there's a whole channel in the UK. See, this is the thing. I, I because these are these are UK ones. Unless Reg Grundy stole the format, a lot of the time we didn't get them here. Oh, okay. You know, there's a whole channel, and it just shows old game shows, and uh, it's one yeah. of it's one of my favourite things ever cool. because because not only do you get to watch the old shows, you get to see the prizes that were considered. Yeah, that's great. You know, like, that's my favourite too. There's a yes, go, go, yeah, yes. You know what I mean? And it's like you could win. A hi-fi system, you know, <laughs> or it would be a case of champagne. And you look at it now and you go, back in the 70s, a case of champagne was a big prize, whereas now you just get it from any supermarket. But there was a whole there was a whole run of them in the UK that was uh so you had Bullseye, which was the uh which was the the darts quiz. Then you had one called uh, Big Break, which was do you remember did you ever get Big Break? It's only a game, so put up a real good fight. <laughs> I'm gonna be snookering you tonight. Big break. Um, big break was uh, hosted by um, Jim Davidson. Okay, and that was answer a question, play a snooker. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, I've just looked it up. We didn't get that here, but I've seen this online before. And everyone's in tuxedos, and I yeah, that's this is great. so. What I'm saying is, what is See, these are all indoor. These are all yeah, UK indoor. You know, you snooker. Yeah, what about this for a, a, an element to a game show? Keep it going. You answer a question, yeah, and then your other teammate lawn bowls. That's huge. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's huge. So you have to like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you've answered the question. That's huge. Next ball. Yeah, that's huge. Roll it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's high speed. This but. The questions are high speed. Bang, 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 bang. Quickly, come on. You've got to answer questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then boom, boom, boom. Well, this has happened, though. Isn't Channel 7 pinning its hopes of the whole year on a putt-putt golf show? Holy moly golf? Yeah. Oh, look at this. Who would have thought it? Look, I've got right right here. Oh, I can't reach it. Because holy moly golf, uh, the golf pubs, the venues, all over Australia now. Yeah, they are. All over. You can go along. And uh, yeah, I, I believe, uh, and there's also tag, ultimate tag. Yeah, ultimate tag. I have no interest in that. Yeah. But, That's just you know, chasing. Look, it's- Ross Noble, you need to have the Ross Noble game show format. Yeah, I mean- it's- What are we doing? Because here we go, geez, listen to this, because I know that there's an appetite for these at the networks, but they always say the same thing. 
They've got to be overseas before they come here. You are the perfect straddle. Oh, I see. You get it on in the UK and then you sell it back to here in Australia. You see what I mean? Come on, Ross Noble. Who isn't watching the Ross Noble brainchild? A a game show. Come on. Because the thing is, I. Give the people what they did, want. Did you see on Discovery last night the first episode of uh, Ultimate Dodgeball? I did. <laughs> you know, once again, I mean, it's just wipeout. I get it. It's wipeout. It's even shot the same. That's fine. So, what about the Ross Noble game show format? This is from the mind of Ross Noble. Yeah, Come on, yeah, I think it's got, it's got to happen, hasn't it? So, um, but anyway, one of the rounds is going to be <laughs> who's on the spine. Oh, for God's sake, <laughs> who's on the spine? And then basically it'll be like, because I think what you've got to do with the modern game show is you've got to take it up a notch. So whereas it used to be, um, it used to be, you know how they would show you an image and it would be pixelated. Yeah. And then it would slowly unpixelate and you had to buzz in. Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah, there there she is, you know, oh, Dick Van Dyke. And then say, but instead you go, who's on the spine? And you have, you have a spine. Yeah. Mounted on top of a radio, this is all pre-recorded, mounted on a radio-controlled car, you have a hanging mist in the air, right? You have the sound of maudlin bagpipes playing in the background, and then the spine appears through, like it appears through the mist, like getting closer and closer. Is that Braveheart's wife at the start of Braveheart? Exactly. Absolutely. And then coming through and then it emerges and all the players are there. Oh, who's on the spine? I can't, I can't really see. It's a big wide shot and the yeah. spine's getting closer. And going, eh, Christopher. Yes, it is. <laughs> and are you locked out if you get it wrong? Oh, 100%. Yeah. But you get <laughs> physically locked out. That's the thing. All of these game show tropes have to be done physically. Okay. So you literally go, all right, you're locked out. So the, that contestant has to literally get into a cupboard and we place a padlock. How much would it cost? So let, let's just say if let's just say that we got some seed funding. Yes. To my favorite words. Yeah. Let's say Peter Thiel decided to give us some angel investment. Yeah. How much roughly ballpark do you think the Ross Noble game show pilot would cost? I've already got the spine. That's a saving. Well, that, <laughs> That's already a saving, isn't it? Could we get it done for 50K? I reckon. Because the thing is, all the VT stuff, right? All that VT stuff, you could all shoot that. You could shoot all that in the same place, you know? Because it's got to, it, it would be things like, um, there was a brilliant game show. Do you ever, do you ever see a game show called Banzai? So that was a game show. It was in the 90s and it was a fake oh, Japanese yes. game show. You couldn't do it yes, now. Yes. Couldn't do it now. That's right. Yes. And they were sort of taking, trying to take the piss out of the Takeshi's castle. Yeah. And it was things like you'd have uh, how long can Alan Jones, the sing, the child singer of the snowman, how long can he sit on a washing machine before he falls up? It was things like that, you know? <laughs> I used to do the warm-up on a game show. The best game show I've ever seen in my life was a show by uh, Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer called... Uh, Shooting Stars. No, no. Shooting Stars was so... That, that was brilliant. I was on that. It was uh, it's a lot of fun just sitting there watching them work <laughs> while you did absolutely <laughs> nothing. Uh, Bob says to me, he goes, uh, uh, Ross, if you could build a house, would you uh, would you have it on a slope or a hill? And, uh, <laughs> my answer, I believe, was uh, as long as it's on an incline, I'm happy. 
Um, oh, well, well played, young man. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, that, that's worth remembering. Yeah, that's a good one, that is. Families at War. There's a show called Families at War. I was the, the warm-up man on that. and it was Families at War. Families at War. And it was talented families. Uh, and they had to do uh, challenge. Sorry, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to interrupt. But was this in response to Family Feud, or was it complete? You know what I mean? Was family it- fortunes? No, no. I think I think what they did was they had they had a similar thing where they basically um, they took all the they took the fun elements of all of the Saturday night game shows. Gotcha. So it was two families and um, put in. See if you can find this. Right, this is the greatest clip ever. Um, Leo Sear, families oh, at yeah. war. Oh, yeah. Leo Sear, oh, yeah. and there was there was a challenge where a guy who was I think he'd been yeah. in the army and he had to run on a treadmill. Yeah, is it? Have you got it? I think I got it, mate. And Leo Sear had to he had to have a very special backpack, and he had Leo Sear on his back, and he had to run on a treadmill whilst Leo Sear. Oh Jesus, he's Leo, he's Leo Sear now singing. When I need love. Leo's in a leather shirt for he this He certainly one. is. Oh, we're going to put this up. This is going to happen, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but you know what? Just just watch what happens at the end. They left it in. Oh, my God. Greatest moment of television I've ever been involved with. <laughs> oh, my God. So you were there for I this? I certainly was. I was sat right where, right behind that camera. And are you losing it? Are you, what are you doing at this point? Well, this is just happening. losing my mind. It was great. I mean, it was a long, because there was so much set up to do on that. Um, oh, hang on. Have we got it coming up on the screen here? Here we go. Right. Right, right. So watch what happens at the end. Let's just listen. Brilliant. He's, t- he's, he's turning up the treadmill. Get him faster. Watch what happens. Keep your eye on Leo Sia. Watch this. He's hanging on. He's hanging on. He's hanging on. He's hanging on. Now watch, watch what happens now. Keep your eye on Leo Sia, right? Because Leo doesn't realise that the treadmill is still turning. And look, watch, watch, watch this. Watch. Watch what happens. Keep your eye on Keep your eye on Leo. Leo's cheering. He stands on it. Whoa, <laughs> Leo says stood on the moving treadmill and slipped underneath the protective barricade behind it. We'll put that video yeah. up. That is unbelievable. Well done, Stephen, and thank you. Hang on, Leo. Hold on, Leo. You tried to leave. You <laughs> scuttle off as you were so quick, you must have felt like a cockroach getting under the red bin down there. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you, Rose. Nice he's on touring, mate. He's on touring. He's on touring. Go on. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant! Oh, Ross! But there's a there's a brilliant bit at the end of that show. They used to set up a thing called uh, the Cubiscus, and it was a giant cube. And one of them would be dressed as a spider, and they had different uh, prizes on platforms. And then the family, the talented family that won, had to guide whichever one of Vic and Bob was their team captain would have to lower them down, like one of those grabby things at the fair. Skill tester. Yeah, exactly. A human skill tester. And they would have to grab the items and they would throw them down a chute. So mm. all of the prizes got smashed. So, <laughs> so, And then at the end of the show, the winning family would stand there with smashed prizes. Oh. Like, waving. 
All right. Well, I'm going to watch a couple of full episodes. So did that where you met them? Uh, no, that was on uh, – what was the first show I did for them? was probably Bang Bang. Um, Bang Bang, it's Reeves and Morton. I think it was the first show I did for them. Um, and then Families at War. How did they know you as – like how did they come to know you as a comedian performer oh, too? Oh, just, just because like I think their crowd were quite hard to warm up for because you get quite a lot of like regular stand-ups who would sort of turn up. And their audience wanted to see Leo Sia being yeah. piggybacked on a treadmill. And yeah. a lot of, I think a lot of their warm up guys used to die on their ass because they weren't, whereas I, I was kind of like on the same. And so did they realize, so did they kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Like how did that transition take place? Like where they were like, hello, you know, what do you mean? Well, I just, it was more the production side of things, you know, the producers just went, Oh, he's a good warm-up bloke. Let's just keep using him. So, yeah. uh, and then yeah. did they sort of hear you doing it and come over? Hey, you going? This, well, well, Bob used to smoke in the studio. He used to stand there in the studio. In the studio, <laughs> he used to have a fag on, and uh, yeah, the um, and he'd stand there, and you'd see him laughing at the side, ah. and he'd go, "All oh, right, yeah, very funny that, like, yeah, very funny." And, and then, did you go uh, out with anything, or did you just sort of wander uh, out? Nah, you just yourself? wander out, to see what happened, <laughs> and. Um, there would be, Even um, that though, Ross, that's a pretty <laughs> ballsy move in a, in a studio warm-up to just wander out. Yeah, but you've what, what have you got? Like, you, If you start telling us, you can't tell stories because no. the second you get to the punchline, it's like a it's like a waitress in a restaurant. The second you get to the punchline, can, can I get you anything? Is everything all right? Well, it was till you ruined my story, you know, and the floor manager. Floor manager's not listening to what you're saying. So like they don't go, are you ready? They just literally go, right, we're set up. Yeah, We're going, yeah, and, they yeah, just, yeah, and, you, yeah. and they just turn your mic off. So there's a light at the front of the studio, and then they'll just like they'll just bring the audience lights up. They just cut the lights and cut your mic. And wow, the the worst one though is uh, the uh, the worst one is actually not so much the cutting the mic; it's getting the mic turned back on because the warm ups the last person that they think of in yeah. a t- in a TV studio. So it'll be one of those things where they'll go. All right, and just stop there. We're just going to have to reset. And the sound people don't go, oh, better put the warm-ups mic back on. Half the time you'll go in. And we, uh, can I get my mic on? <laughs> so sometimes I used to just stand there just banging the mic. It's quite good. I'd just shout at the audience. I'd go, they forget, they forget to put my mic on. Or sometimes I would just mime, like I'd just be going, just making my lips move. Like the mic was, and somebody go, we can't hear you. And I just go, that's because I'm not making any noise because the mic's not on, so there's no point. And on that note, Ross Noble. Oh, you joke? Have we done it again? We've done it again. Oh, listen, what did I say? What did I you say? Said, I said, let's actually said, talk about Shania yeah. Twain's That Don't Impress Me Much. Yep. And instead, we've started devising game shows, and I've yep. started reminiscing about my time as a warm-up again. They're the greatest times. I reckon I could, I, w- I don't think I'd ever write a full bi- uh, autobiography, but I might just write purely about the warm-up days. Because they're wow, the- Wow, the warm-up days. Ross Noble, the warm-up days. those were the- Is this the, a, a picture cover? The cover is a bank of audience looking at you, but we can only see the back yeah, of your head or the, your, yeah, from the back. Yeah, Because I told you, I must have told you the story about when I worked on- Who's sorry now? I'll tell you about that when I pretended to be a guy obsessed with green. I'm sure I did. Yeah. There was a there was a game show called Who's Sorry Now. It was a cheap cable oh, show. Oh yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sick as a parrot. That that I'll never forget that. 
sick as a parrot, the sports quiz <laughs> with the parrot handler with the hearing aids and the parrot used to rip his hearing aids out. That was a classy bit of, because that was the thing you say when uh, in the nineties, in the nineties, yeah, channel five started a whole new channel and all the, the, the explosion of the cable channels. So they were just filling it with mm. shit, you know, God. but a lot of them didn't have, a lot of those cable shows didn't actually have a studio audience or couldn't afford a warm up man. So, you know, it was kind of, oh, they'd record 10 in a day. <laughs> Partridge does a good bit about that, about Skirmish. He's on UK Conquest. Oh, yes. I insisted on filming back-to-back episodes, 40, you know, six, hour, six days a week, and then pause as he does. And, of course, the schedule ended up, you know, almost killing me. <laughs> <laughs> always do though that's the there's a there's a show it's it's God, he's the best. it's off the air now but there was a show called uh jeremy kyle oh yeah I know it was guy. a kind of you know like yeah, a sort yeah. of jerry springer yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing but it was a bit more um wasn't quite as fun you know it was no i remember people, seeing it and thinking this is off i would see it yeah, yeah like, no pe- thank you people you know people who quite frankly yeah. needed help yes not not shouting at no. in front of a studio audience and um I think they took it off the air in the end because someone did. killed themselves. But it was filmed in Manchester and um, they used to put all the contestants in the hotel next to the studios, the Holiday Inn up there. So if you were, uh, yeah, you did not want to get, if you were doing another TV show, it was always best to pay for your own hotel. <laughs> Don't get stuck in the Holiday Inn. <laughs> yeah, you want to stay at the Lowry, which is the big five-star hotel over the road. Yeah, it's the one where Mourinho lived, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's right. You go, listen. I'll pay for my own hotel. You can keep your holiday in. I'm not staying in. You can imagine a Friday night bar with all the Jeremy Kyle contestants. Absolutely wow. horrific. And there's a hotel in Bristol as well where John Ronson writes about this, brilliant, about uh, Deal or No Deal. Yeah. All the Deal or No Deal contestants, they all stay in the same hotel. Yes. While they're filming Deal or No Deal. And apparently it's like a real sort of, it's like a bit of a cult. Yes, it Ronson. is. The gamers, yeah, the game yeah. showers. Hey, if you do you know him? Who John Ronson? Yes, I do. Do you? I do, yeah. Do you reckon we could get him on the pod? The best book of the last ten years is So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is gonna be that it it for me, I think I'm sorry, I'll I'll shut up in a sec, but I think that's gonna go down as the the, the defining book of the last ten years. I'd love to get some Ronson on us. Oh, yeah, we can get some of that going. Yeah, de- definitely. Cool. He's, I mean, he's a busy man, but yeah. No, I um, I saw that was coming out, and that's like, you know, I don't like to, uh, you know, jump the queue. Don't try and pull the fit. I just, I, I, I sent him a message and just went, I know the book's coming out. It's not coming out for another couple of weeks, but is there any chance you could send me a copy so I can read it on the plane to Australia? Yes, please. Book arrived. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was I was reading it. I was reading that book at least two and a half weeks before it came out to the public. Well, if you haven't got it yet, people, John Ronson. So you've been publicly shamed, Class A. But but all of his stuff is incredible. You've yeah, no, I'm, I'm the, pro. I'm pro Ronson. Uh, you've got the the last years of August. He did that. Um, yeah, that was good. That was on the thing there, the butterfly yep. effect. Let's not forget the Brandon Berg, whatever that one. That that's still one of the most unbelievable videos and accounts ever when he goes with Alex Smith into the the into the forest with the big owls and oh, all the yeah. rich people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. He did that. Uh, the Tottenham Ayatollah was uh, one of his ones that he did. The Men Who Stare at Goats is the one that ever, most people will know. Yeah, because of the film. But 
I would say as a documentary, uh, here's a top tip. Kubrick's boxes. Have you seen that? Oh, I've seen that. Yes. 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 100%. <laughs> yes. Kubrick's boxes. <laughs> yes. Incredible. Uh, and also, can I just say it, right, as a movie recommendation, tell you what I watched. You know how we were saying uh, the best films of the year? Now, we, you know how we were saying The Invisible Man Ripper. was up, up there as the best horror? I tell you what, it came out of left field. I didn't obviously didn't see it at the cinema. The Hunt. Have you seen The Hunt? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I actually stopped it. Stopped it halfway through. Made myself a cup of tea because I was enjoying it yeah, so much. I'm going to listen to tea. Don't even drink tea. Mint tea. I thought I'm having a nice mint yeah. tea to enjoy this. Can I give Can I give a tip? Go on. Um, this is a dietary tip. Oh, God. Af Why would you? Like, come on. I mean, really? And we'll leave it there. And we'll leave it there. Can I just say, you know you know what? I, I thought I'm going to change my ways, right? New Year. I said to my wife, I went, uh, I said, I've signed up for the Noom. You know the oh, Noom? To get off the Noom. I thought, I'll have a look. Get off the Noom. I went, I'll have, I'll have a look at the Noom, you right? you got to talk to me before you start Nooming. God's sake, I said man. to her, she went, I was eating some crap food yesterday. And she's like, really? You're still eating that? And I went, hey, listen, I've signed up for the Noom. <laughs> do you know? I'll have you know. know <laughs> do, you know, do you know? I said, I'm on the Noom. I'm on it, right? Changing my ways. I'm on the Noom. What do you think she said? Do you think she said, uh, well done for... Uh, Changing your lifestyle and going forward in a more positive. No, I don't. She went, how much does that cost? Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. How much does that cost? And on that note. No, no, sorry. Dietary tip. No. You were doing a dietary tip. No. No, no, come on. Come on. I need it. What's your dietary tip? After it. I, here's, here's my dietary tip. When you get a bowl of crisps, right, put them in a colourful bowl and then it feels like you're eating fruit. <laughs> That's what I'm That's what we're finishing on. I'm out of here. No, no, no. No, come on. no, no, to come on. no, 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 no. Dietary tip. No. What's your dietary tip? Yours is better. I'm out of here. No, come on. No, no, come on. Dietary tip. What is After it? After a meal. Yes. Get the detox tea, it's called, um, from Pucker. And you yeah. have a Pucker and peppermint tea after you've had a meal right? and it'll help you feel full and it'll help your body process the food. Is that right? Okay. What if you rather than eating? Uh -oh. What if you eat rather than eating a meal? You're constantly grazing all day. <laughs> I don't love it. <laughs> Listen, I think, I think it's one of those things where, given the current, yeah, who cares? You know what? I, I've, I think I might have, I might have given up on life. Oh no, Ross I think, Noble. <laughs> no, I think we're surrounded. We're surrounded by death. Hey, and I think you know. Hey. And it's, no, 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 but it's one of those things where I think I might have come to the conclusion that I'm not scared of death and therefore slowly dying through unhealthy life choices, you know? Well, it's, it's the showbiz way. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this has got dark, hasn't it, at the end? I got to go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I know you do. <laughs> we've got, we've done too long. Apologies. Apologies to, uh, to anyone who... We, I promised we would do Shania Twain's that Next don't time. impress me much. I even watched it again today. So did I. Literally went, we are going to do this. Yeah, I watched look, it again. I've, I made notes. Look, I've actually yeah, made I, notes. Yeah, I, I, I wrote some too. Right, okay. Next time. Next time. All right, goodbye, everyone. Please try not to die slowly. Yeah.
Thank you.